Tapes. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Hi, I'm Taylor Bybee from Coaster Studios, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, this is Jeff Joyner. You might know me as Coaster Dad or Logan's Dad from Coaster Kids. You're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hey kids, this is Ian from Theme Park Stop. You're listening to Coaster Challenge Podcast. Enjoy. Be nice today. He's awesome. I accept the Coaster Challenge. 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 Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? What is the Coaster Challenge? A group of regular people that went from fearful to fearless, all from riding roller coasters. So please secure your hats and glasses. It's time to take the Coaster Challenge. Here are your hosts, David Cantu and Jenna Gazelle. Hey, how's it going, Jenna? Great. How's it going, Dave? It's going good, going good. How's your week been? Oh, man. I'm not looking forward to school starting up. Oh, yeah? (laughs) But not school, school. You work for the, like we said, you work for the school district. Yeah. It's just the whole, like, going back, like, working for the school, yeah. But it's kind of like going back to school at this point. I was going to ask you that since being a teacher's assistant, is it, like, same thing for you guys? Like, I remember when we were kids first day of school you knew summer was over is it like that with the teachers too like like oh oh my god yes i mean they it it comes down to last day of school you're sitting there counting down how many days are left of the school year so it's like i'm sure for all of the teachers they're probably going oh god i got you know x amount of of days left before school starts the thing is the teachers have a lot i mean you think that students have it bad with homework and have to study and all this stuff teachers have it a lot harder work because they got to do their their education plannings they got to make sure to know have their lesson plans ready to go each day for the whole school year and they like i said every teacher they all work in different departments like you got your english department you got your math department you got your science department the art department and everybody all the art teachers all the english teachers they all work together because there's a common lesson plan of goals that they got to achieve every month before the state exams go out right so i my hat's off to all the teachers, all the teachers' assistants out there, because you guys do a lot of work, and I feel you guys don't get paid enough to do for do it. Right. So, but yes, and uh, yep, looks like the school year, another school year starting, and you know fall season that is coming up, and you know oh. even though the coaster season in a lot of areas of the country, even though right here in California, theme parks are open year round. Oh, yeah. But to a lot of areas of the country, like in the Midwest, a lot of times in the East Coast, a lot of times theme parks come start coming to a close, getting ready for the fall and winter season. But like I said, we've got fall season, though, is really where the exciting part of the coaster season becomes because we got a lot of big special events going to be coming out. We right. got Halloween, all the Fright Fest, Horror Nights, and gosh, and it's like every park's got incredible, incredible Halloween events. Yeah, I mean, now that they've had a year kind of off, in a sense, and they can actually plan stuff and not knowing when the parks were going to open, I'm like really hoping that these parks have like something big that like... I have a funny, that wow factor. I have a funny feeling we're going to see some surprises this year, and I hope I hope every park around the country has something big and entertaining for everybody, especially for the year we had last year. Yeah. So, but 
We've got a really good episode for all you guys today. Iva's got a very special Coaster Enthusiast guest with us today. Uh, we got Aiden. Uh, Aiden is, if you don't know Aiden, he's got a Instagram handle called Coaster Viking. I got to meet Aiden back at King's Dominion a couple years ago when I was doing my East Coast tour. He's a really big Coaster Challenge fan. Very excited to have him on the show today because he's got a pretty good, pretty incredible story to talk about his fears. I just love his his uh, his his name. You know that Coaster Vikings. Yeah, um, I think that's awesome. I think when I think of Coaster Viking, like you said, the word Viking, Vikings like a warrior. Oh yeah. So you're going to battle. Yeah. And it, exactly. And life is a battle. Facing your fears is a battle. Roller coasters is the instrument to help you fight that battle to be able to help you conquer your fears and be able to help you break your anxiety your depression it does a lot of amazing things for people so oh, I, yeah. I have to tip my hat to Aiden that's a great handle coaster viking very good name Iva is standing by but first we are going to do our lovely segment Jenna let's do our YouTube highlight clip, clip of, of the, the week. week YouTube clip of the week all right, in this week's YouTube highlight clip of the week, we've got a very special clip that Jenna and I happened to watch. Uh, it happened not too long ago, but uh, I'm, I don't know about you, Jenna, but I am a big fan of Jimmy Kimmel. Okay. So I love watching his show. Uh, he's done some pretty hysterical things. Right. You know, uh, he, it's like he, he sent his assistant, Jeremo, out on a special special adventure. Oh, so, for many of the <laughs> listeners who have listened to what I did back in May, I did something that everybody didn't even think I would ever do, and I did the sky jump over at the Stratosphere in Las Vegas. I still say you're crazy. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. All. Yeah, everyone says I'm crazy. I'm, you know, so I made a jump. <laughs> Take that as a compliment yes, from one crazy person to another. Yes. So, many years ago, here in Los Angeles, our tallest building, the U.S. Bank Tower, which is the second tallest building, it is the tallest building in the west coast of the United States. They don't have the sky jump like the Stratosphere has in Vegas. However, they have something they had opened up on the 70th floor of the tower it is a glass sky slide and i'm like wow there is a all glass slide and it literally takes you out of the building of the building and you see nothing but what's below you yeah and above you 70 stories down there's no no balcony there's no canopy or any or no nothing to catch you but it's an all glass slide and you literally slide down from the 70th floor all the way down to i believe it's the 60th floor i believe it's about a 10 story i don't know slide but i i i mean i feel for his for his uh his counterpart on his show yeah uh, so jeremo kimmel's assistant is deeply afraid of heights he shows it in the clip so the title is called jeremo tries the terrifying sky slide and he it it took him he's it was hilarious because he's going up the in in the in the u.s bank tower you have to go up two different sets of elevators to get to the top because one set only goes up to like 50 or 50 yeah like the sky they call it the sky lobby which is like the 50th floor and then you go you walk across to the other elevator that takes you the rest of the way up yeah it's not even one elevator yeah 
So he's in the elevator and he's like, What floor are we going, guys? 54. <laughs> now we go to another elevator. What floor are we going to again? 70. 70? Ay, ay, ay. What floor are we on again? And they tell him. It's like, 50? Like, really? 50? I, I, oh like, my, I like, like his coffee, though. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he's like, uh, I need to go get a beer. <laughs> no, he says he has to get his coffee. Yeah. And he, and he has it in his hand. And he's like, and this is my beer. That's what we call liquid courage. Yeah. Just so you know. <laughs> liquid courage. That's great. I, I, that, I've never heard that one before. Uh, so he gets on the 70th floor and he's looking out the window and he's just shaking. I, I will tell you, years and years ago, I've been on some of the tallest buildings. Uh, I've been on. God. I think our favorite, our number one here for uh, our local theme park is the observatory tower yeah. at magic mountain, mountain that, yep i've been on that that was pretty tall i remember i was having a hard time getting up close to the window same thing when i went to the stratosphere i went i've been to the stratosphere a couple of times i remember back in 2010 i visited the stratosphere in the sky lobby and sky lounge and the windows are in an angle but i had a hard time just walking up close to See, the ledge of the window. I don't mind doing that. I could do that. I don't know what it is, but I just, I've always had a fear of heights back in the day. And same thing with Jeremo did. He tried going up to the window. He was nervous, but it sure took him quite a while. About, what, seven attempts to try to get on this slide. And several excuses later. Yeah, several <laughs> excuses. He finally did it, and he was screaming all the way down the slide. And told them they better have gotten it because he wasn't doing yeah. it. Again. He was said they better have gotten it all because he's not doing another take. But you know what? He did it. He faced his fears. He'll never do it again. It's a one and done for him. But at least he, he had the courage it. and he did it. Just like me with the sky jump. Sometimes you just got to do it once. Experience it once. If you love it, fantastic. If you don't, it's a one and done. Move forward to the next thing. That's me with X. One yep. and done. <laughs> one and done. <laughs> but this was a really good Jimmy Kimmel clip. I really enjoyed this one. I thought it was pretty... It's funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And I congratulate Jeremo for facing his fears on the sky slide. Now he needs to go do the sky jump. <laughs> I, I should... Jimmy no, Kimmel, no, 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 if you're no, no, listening, no. <laughs> send him to the stratosphere in Las Vegas. I bet you anything. <laughs> oh, don't give, them, don't give him any more ideas. I'm sure he's got plenty of enough ideas. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. But yeah, yeah, Jimmy, if you're hearing, send him to Las Vegas to the stratosphere. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, so anyway, guys, it's a really good clip. I highly recommend it. But this was a really good YouTube highlight clip, clip of, of the week. week. YouTube clip of the week. All right. So Iva's standing by with Aiden. This is uh, going to be a really, really fun episode, Jenna. Very okay. excited to hear about it. So take it away, Iva. Thank you, David and Jenna. Hi, this is Iva from Ohio, and we are here on Coaster Challenge Podcast. We are have a special guest tonight, Aiden, also known as Coaster Viking. Welcome, Aiden. Thank, hello. Thank you for having me on here. Thank you for ha ha having the chance to come on the show. I look yeah, forward no to uh, getting to know you a lot better. This is actually the first time you and I have had a chance to talk. Yeah, I think so. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions, Aiden. That way our listeners can get a chance to know Coaster Viking a little bit better. 
Ready to go? All right. Yep. All right. So your first question is, what was your first coaster? So my first coaster was Barnstormer at Magic Kingdom. It's the little kitty coaster in the, it, it's in the, like the circus section of the park. Oh, I and, know where you're at, over by Dumbo. Yeah. Yeah. Over by Dumbo. And it was maybe, I was probably like four. It was on my, it was on my Disney trip in 2008. And I remember, and I, I didn't even know what coasters were back then. I just remember my mom was like hey do you want to go on this thing and i'm like sure i thought it was gonna be something simple <laughs> and then i wrote it and then i was just thinking oh my gosh like this thing is actually crazy <laughs> i'm never i don't <laughs> think i'm ever gonna get on anything like this again so that happened <laughs> <laughs> and how many coasters later and here you are yes <laughs> and then so yeah like it took me a while to like get used to it and then i remember the day after i went to universal and i remember seeing hulk and dueling dragons and then as i was watching those coasters i was actually like you know what i'm actually starting to know what coasters are i think it actually be kind of cool to get on these because like just seeing hulk just launch out of the tunnel was just very cool to me same with dueling dragons when it was dueling because when i went it was 2008 and they were still dueling the ride and i thought it was so cool i remember seeing my mom ride dueling drag and she wanted me to go on it but unfortunately i wasn't tall enough but that would have been cool if i would have gone on it yeah i have the very lucky opportunity to say i actually rode dueling dragons and it was dueling when i rode it too so i rode fire and ice nice but it's definitely got a better coaster to replace it oh yes hagrid's look amazing <laughs> I have not rode that yet. I cannot wait to ride that when we go to, to the park in October. Yeah. So the next question is, what was the one coaster that scared you the most? The one coaster that scared me the most, it, it, it always comes down between Millennium Force and King to Ka. But I feel like for me, it's Millennium Force because I remember, okay, like, you know, yeah, I rode Barnstormer back then. I didn't like it. But then a few years, a few years later, I rode Volcano at King's Dominion. I loved it. So, and I rode similar coasters like that, low to the ground, not that, and just simple inversions. And that was it. Well, meanwhile, I get, I get in line from Millennium Force and then I just see like, oh, oh my gosh, this thing is high. I've been on coasters before this, but I've never been on like a giga coaster. I'm going to, I'm going to go up 310 feet. And I'm going to drop down at an angle of, I, I think it's like 85 degrees or something. I just, I just didn't know what to think, <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it because it was one of those, it was one of those coasters. I watched a lot when I was little, so let's just go for it. <laughs> so is it the height that bothered you? Cause you mentioned King Daka as well. It was just because you're just not used to going, you know, 310 or 427 feet high for King Daka. Because I wrote King of Khan in 2019. For that, I think it was the launch because I've never been on a coaster that fast of a launch. And then for Millennium Force, it was the height because I've, I've just never been on a giga coaster. So like, yeah. So have you rode any other giga coasters after Millennium Force? I've ridden, of course, in Timnir 305 at my home park, King Timnir. And then Fury 325 down at Carolyn. And and they're both amazing rides. Just like, just like, and yeah. They're both amazing rides. Out of the three, my favorite is I-305, just because it's so intense and so fast. But sometimes, like, it can be so intense, I just can't ride it anymore. Like, after, like, eight rides, I just can't ride it anymore. Now, do you usually black out or gray out when you ride it? Oh, yes. Yeah, you gray out first turn. I, I'm, I, I'm sure I've blacked out a few times. I'm trying to think, but I definitely know I've grayed out a ton of times on that first turn. <laughs> 
Yeah. I will say though, there is nothing better than a night ride on I three hundred five. That is just that tops it all. I'm sorry, that's the night best ride. I ride it. Night yeah, rides night rides are the best. Are incredible. They're incredible. Yeah, you don't know where you're going at all. It is pitch black over yep. on that side of the park. Yep. So, what is your coaster count at Aiden? My coaster count, I it's like I haven't like done the all of it but i know it's at least 113 i know that um i re- i recently i got a few credits last year uh let's see with candemonium rocky top mountain coaster and the kitty coasters at dollywood and hershey because i've been to hershey so many times i've yet to get on the kitty credit and i finally did and if it wasn't for the trips i did in 2019 I don't think I would have been here at 113 because I remember at the start of 2019, my coast count was maybe like 47, which is still not terrible. But it was just like, yeah, I kind of like to boost that up a bit, even though I don't really care that much about credits. I would like to ride more coasters. So then early 2019, I was at like 47 credits. And then by the end of the year, I must have been at like 108 because I went to so many new parks that I've never been and experiencing all these coasters, which is was just pretty cool i bet you're getting ready to ride pantheon when it opens up oh yes i am like i am like dying to get on that i've yet it to see cool. a test i've yet to see a test but whenever it opens i'm gonna like i don't know i mean it's been a long time it feels like it's been forever since i've had a coaster at one of my home parks open and seeing the testing of it it just makes me more excited because with Twisted Timber, it's like, yeah, it opened, but it opened with the park, like on opening day. So we didn't really get to see it test in person. But here with Pantheon, we are, and it just looks incredible. Like, I can't wait to ride. Yeah, Twisted Timbers is my favorite ride at King's Dominion, definitely. I, I love my RMCs. A, I have one most enthusiast that does like Twisted Timbers more than I-305. So I bet you're I bet you're excited about that new coaster that's rumored to go to King's Dominion soon. Yeah, it's supposed to be a free spin. I've I've ridden uh, the Joker at Six Flags Good Adventure. And I know like free spins don't get that much love. But when I wrote it, I kind of liked it. I mean, I mean, it's it's pretty intense. Like like the feeling of just your seat just flipping. It was kind of it was kind of fun. I mean, yeah, it's not a ride that you do eight times in a row, but like it's fun. I enjoyed it. I know. I rode Joker at Six Flags Great America and I kind of had to force myself to ride it because I just didn't like the spinnings part of it. I knew I, I, I don't do good on spinny rides at all. So I was just so afraid I was going to get sick once I yeah. was on the Joker, but I did not. I did not. I made sure I not, I didn't eat either before I went on it too. Yeah. That's the, that's the key thing with those spinning coasters. Don't eat ahead of time. Yeah, yes. Uh, it's always best to wait like at least 30 minutes. <laughs> After you eat to get on something. Just like rules of swimming. Don't eat or don't swim yes. until 30 minutes after. <laughs> don't yep. don't ride spin 40 coasters until 30 minutes after. Yep. <laughs> All right. So going back to Millennium Force and you being terrified of going up that high, how did you feel when you were approaching that station? Because, you know, you've got a nice long queue line to think of this. Because Millennium mm-hmm. Force has a big queue line. you got that ramp and everything. You're, and you have a wonderful view of all those riders going around the queue line. How were you feeling as you were waiting to get to that ride? So w- when the trains kept coming by after that, like, small little airtime hill, I was just thinking about that part. Cause I was just like, Hey, that part looks kind of fun. Like, I'm sure I can do that. And then I would watch train go up the lift hill. And of course, like that was, that was the part I was nervous about the most at first. But then I realized that, you know, many people like, like me, especially at that, for that ride, 
what 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 was scared about going up. But then when I saw the train go up, I actually saw that it goes up that lift so pretty fast. So I wasn't as scared as a as any like toaster like steel vengeance. I mean, I haven't been to Cedar Point for that, but I love about it. But like I saw it go up the chain, and I'm just thinking maybe this maybe this wouldn't be that bad because like the drop is like the main part I was thinking of. But I was like, well, at, well, at least that part's gonna come really fast once I get on this. So and then I remember seeing. I remember seeing it go down the drop as well. And I was like, it goes down that drop pretty fast. Maybe this actually wouldn't be that bad of a ride. I was still terrified, but mm-hmm. I was just thinking, oh, maybe, maybe it won't be that bad. It goes down the drop fast. It looks like that was just the, the worst part. It's just, and I was okay with that. I was like, hey, it's going to go on the drop and then it'll just do some nice over outer, I don't even know, overbank turns. I was like, I, I can do this. I, I mean, I never thought about chickening out at all because I don't chicken out and stuff, but I was like, I'm sure I can do it. Let's do it. So how many times did you ride it then after you your initial ride? Uh, it was just one ride. Just uh, one it ride. Was the, huh? It was in the front row because I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, because I was like, I'm going to do the front row. So, so I, so we can get this done. <laughs> just get the drop out of the way and we'll be the first one down the drop, basically the front row. And I remember throughout the ride and, and, and I remember like, I was so worried about the drop, but I remember freaking out at the top of the lift. And then once we went, once we were halfway down the drop, my head, I had my hands up the whole ride, whole ride, had my hands up. Like I was so worried about the drop. I was thinking I would have to hold on the whole time that I wasn't going to like the drop. But no, I was, as we were going on the drop, then I actually realized, oh, okay, this really isn't that bad. I'm just going to throw my hands up, have my hands up the whole ride. I even, I even braid out after the first overbank turn where you go into the first tunnel and it was my first ever gray out so i was like so as we were going up that first air tunnel i was just thinking what the heck did i just do like i actually went down a 300 foot drop and then the rest of the ride i was screaming on my head off because i was just enjoying it and i and we got to the end and i was just thinking like wow that was incredible i wanted to get on it again but the wait time was like an hour and a half so i was like oh well no we, we probably won't do it we'll just come back later we come back later and the ride's down so I was like, well, at least I did it. <laughs> That's all that matters. And yep. the next time you get to Sear Point, I, I love riding the back seat on Millennium Force just because of the pull you get on the train going down that first drop and the whole ride. You definitely, it, it, it takes the wind out of you. You think the front seat's awesome? Back seat is totally better. I, for most for most coasters now, I do like the back row more because of that pull. And if the pull in every hill, really, it, the drop, the airtime hill, I just love that pull feeling because you get more airtime. It's just fun. <laughs> yeah, Cedar Point's my home park, and my husband and I were very fortunate to get stuck on the lift of the Millennium Force once. That's that's nice. <laughs> that must. Be oh, cool. We had, we had a beautiful view for a couple minutes. Oh yeah, yeah, it, it was off that too. Yeah, the view up there is nice as well. Seeing the lake, seeing Lake Erie up there, it was pretty beautiful. So, how did you feel when you got off of Millennium Force? I just felt like I just I was just shocked that I just did it. You know. I mean, yeah, it was a coast I looked up a lot when I was little, but I was just thinking, I don't think I'm ever going to ride it. So like, yeah, I rode it and I was just thinking like, wow, I guess I think I can ride all the other coasters now because if I can do this, then I know I can do in 10 minutes to go five when I get back home. <laughs> so 
yeah, like I was just blown away. I loved it. It was my number. It, 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 it of course became my new number one at that time because I did, I didn't get on Maverick or Dragster, but I did get on Millennium Force. And I was just like, it's my number one. I don't even know what my number one coaster was before that because I, I didn't really rank coasters, but I was like, out of the coasters I've ridden, that's definitely my favorite coaster. So you didn't ride I-305 until after Millennium, huh? I didn't. My first ride I-305 was in 2018 because every time I went before that, it was close. I don't know why. It was just every time I went before 2018, the King's Dominion, it was just close. I so think when did you ride High Wind? High Wind. So when did you yeah. ride Fury 325? I rode Fury 325 in the summer of 2019. It was my 100th coaster. That was impressive. And and I remember that day, like I I I, I made it. I was like, I'm gonna make this my 100th coaster. My coast count was 89 before I got there. So I'm like, okay, we're gonna get on. I'm, I need to get on 10 of these coasters here before I get on Fury. And it took me about three hours, three to four hours, I think. And I remember just sitting there. Like in the lunch with the other ride, I would love to just get out of line for this ride and just go right here. But nope, I decided I'm going to make it my 100 coaster. And then I made it my 100 coaster and I loved it. Fury is my favorite coaster. That's my number one. It's a fun one. It definitely is. Especially that nice uh, hornet buzzing sound when you're riding the coaster. That's my favorite part of it. Oh yeah, that sounds awesome. So do you feel like after you rode Millennium Force, it impacted your life? Yeah, because when I got off, I was also like, you know, hey, I'm pretty brave here. Like now I think I'm really going to be in the coasters now. You know, I don't need to now. I don't have to now ride like small coasters. Like now I can ride this and it's not just going to help me with being brave and that stuff it could probably help me with anything else and with anything else maybe like public speaking or or maybe learning better maybe doing a job interview you know there's all these fears like i like i had a bunch of fears back then and then when i wrote millennium force i was just like hey i i, I have a feeling these fears could be gone because i've just i've done so much in my life that was fun, fun and all but there was always just the fear of Height. No, I was I, I was afraid of heights all the time before Millennium Force. I mean, yeah, I wrote similar coasters before them, but they were just like maybe just under 200 feet. So, and I didn't really look at how high they were. Like, I didn't look up the stats. But like, yeah, I mean, there was like ever since then. Like, I just feel like my fear of heights has just been gone now. Like, I feel like now I could go bungee. I feel like I could go skydiving if I wanted. Or no, I've done parasailing. There was that too. Like I've always wanted to do parasailing, and I was worried about that. But then I run lion force, and I was like, maybe I can do that. So there was all these fears that I just was worried about. But then once I wrote it, I was like, I'm sure I can do it. So let's give it a shot. And you rode Kindakat after Millennium Force. So did that bother you going up that high? Because yeah. there's quite a yeah. big difference in height. So yeah, then and I rode Kindakat also summer 2019, and it, it didn't the, the height didn't really bother me. The the launch I was I was maybe a little bothered maybe bothered by it a little bit because it's a pretty fast launch. But but just just like Millennium Force's drop, the launch goes by incredibly fast. The launch, the launch speed is like 128 miles an hour. So I knew that it was going to be over fast. And then, and then we did the launch. We went, we went up the hill. And and yeah, you when you when you're up there, it is pretty hot. And then you go down the drop, and it's just over. It's only a short ride. Like you go up, you go down, and then you do a little air, a pretty big airtime hill, and then that's that was fun. I actually just rode Kindika last weekend for my nice. third time. And nice. yeah, nice. that that launch, it's forceful. It's more powerful than Top Thrill Dragster's launch, but yeah. 
just I remember after getting off of Kindakov my first time, it's the thought in my head was, what did I just do? What did I, what just happened? Yeah, because it's it's that's... the experience is so much more. I don't know if you've written Top Thrill Dragster to your point yet or not, but the experience between the two is just completely different. I mean, the view obviously, but I felt like Kindakov had a definitely a more forceful launch than Top Thrill did. Yes. And then I remember when I also got off of Kindakov, I was also, I, I also got off and I was like, wow, like all, like my journey, I think it's pretty much been complete basically. Like I, I, I was like, I actually just did the world's tallest roller because once the Millennium Force, I was like, I would love to go up high. I would love to go up high. Heck, maybe go up to the maximum height there is. And that, and that's King Nikos, who's the world's tallest roller coaster. I remember when I walked up to King Nikos, I was, I was a little nervous because I was a, I was a little nervous because of the launch, but was really excited. World's tallest roller coaster. I've been wanting to ride this thing for a long time. Let's do it. And then we rode it. Or I rode it. And I just loved it. So you don't like heights. And I and David and my and our other buddy Andrew just found out that I don't like heights. Have you ever done one of the sky coasters yet? You mean like stuff like the extreme sky flyer? Mm-hmm. I, yes, I have done that. I did it at King's Dominion one time for their pass holder preview a couple of years ago, because, you know, it was like, you know, I would like to do it, but I was like, yeah, I mean, it's pretty expensive. I'm not sure if I'm going to like it. <laughs> I remember when I went to, when I went to pass holder preview day in 2019, it, it was, it was free for all pass holders. So I was like, wow, it's free. I might as well do it because I've never done something before. So I signed up and I signed up for a time later in the day. I remember arriving when my time came. I put, oh, wait, no, no, it wasn't. No, 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 that's right. I did it during Winterfest. That's right. I forgot. I did it during Winterfest the first time when it was like 10 bucks. But the second time it was free. That's right. So now I remember doing it and it was like 40 degrees. It was during Winterfest. So I remember when I, when I got attached to the harness and when we were going up, the only thing I was nervous about, it wasn't really necessarily the height but you also could say too i was really nervous about because you you can't really look up and see how far you're like when you're at the end so i'm just looking down i'm just like oh my gosh like are we even at the top yet and then we get then i get to the top and then the ride attendant down down at the bottom says all right three two one fly so then I pulled the cord and I probably screamed the whole way down. It was real. I was like, wow, that was awesome. It, it was 40 degrees, felt a lot colder than that because it was during Winterfest and, and I loved it. And then the second time I went to Path World Preview Day and it was free. So I was like, I'm going to do it. Yeah, you might as well do it. I, you won't see me on one of those things. I, like I said, I'm I'm afraid of height. Get me strapped onto a coaster going over 500 feet. I'm good. Get me on a sky coaster. Nope, not happening. Yeah. Not happening at all. And I'm looking at David when I'm telling him this no, not happening. Yeah, I get it. Well, I beat you both. You know, I think I'm probably the one that jumped the tall, the, the tallest <laughs> recently. Yeah, you jumped off the stratosphere. <laughs> Mr. Stratosphere. That was, that took a lot of courage. And Aiden, if you ever want to do something like that, it is fun and it's a controlled descent. So yeah, um, that would be the ultimate fear factor for anybody with heights. But I, I conquered that. So yeah. But, I'll definitely yeah. check it out when I can. I will take a rain check on that for a while. Okay, so the next question is, what was your craziest moment on a coaster? Craziest moment on a coaster. It's like There's like a good amount, but I'm just trying to think of like a specific one. All right. Okay, so... Um, and this was, it was, it was really crazy. So I, it was opening year for Twisted Timber for King's Dominion. I sit in the second, I, it was one of my rides. It was, I rode in the second of back row or back, I think it was back row because 
I always do back row and if I can. So back row. So we do we go up the lift hill. We do we do the barrel drop and we do the like all the other stuff before that. And then we get to the three airtime hills. Now on the first airtime hill, I see in the front a, a phone just comes out. Like so, so, some someone's phone flies out. I'm just like, oh man, that dude lost that. I guess that dude lost his phone. But no, so it it come it flies out. But then when we get to the bottom of the hill, I I hear a loud. I, I just hear some loud thump right next to me. And I, and I look and I look to my right to the other seat and it turns out the phone is literally like five inches away from me, just sitting in the other seat. Oh, oh maybe, maybe, maybe I could save it before it flies out. But obviously like I was freaking out because I, I was like, oh my gosh, I could have gotten hit. That when we got to the second aircraft, no, the phone was gone. So throughout the whole ride, I was just thinking, oh my God, I almost just got hit by a phone. I mean, like, I mean, it was just insane. Like, I was freaking out the whole ride. But not really, like, I mean, like, it was over. Like, I was like, hey, I'm not going to get hit by a phone. But I was just thinking throughout the whole ride. It's like, oh, my gosh. I think I almost could have, like, got a serious injury or something. And then and then a couple weeks ago, I think there was an incident related to someone getting hit by a phone that the park ended up making, like, a policy. And I, and I think it did this with Steel Vengeance, too, where you couldn't bring your phone in line. And and I was thinking, yeah, but I'm never going to forget that ride where I almost got a serious injury from a phone. Yeah, I think that's when uh, Steel Vengeance and Twisted Tempers both got the metal detector um, at the beginning of all the rides. Yeah. So that way it would prevent people from bringing their loose articles in. Because, yeah, it's definitely not a fun thing if someone were to get hit by a phone or a small object because going at that high speed, it would hurt. Definitely. Oh, yes, it would hurt. And I don't know if Twisted Timbers is going to be doing this this year, but still, they announced that Still Vengeance is going to have lockers free for your small loose articles now. So I don't know if Keen's Dominion is going to do that like Cedar Point does for Steel Vengeance. I'm not sure, but I think there was some like rumor going on that like they like the park bought like like smaller lockers. So I don't think I would be surprised if they did the same thing with Steel, like how they do with Steel Vengeance. All right. So the next question is, what is your favorite coaster? So this might seem kind of unpopular, but my favorite coaster is Candymonium at Hershey Park. And yes, I know I, I've ridden Lightning Rod. I've ridden El Toro. I've ridden Twisted Timbers. I've ridden I-205. But with Candymonium, it's just when I think of all, all those other coasters that I just talked about, like Lightning Rod and all that, with Candymonium, it, I just feel more happy on because, you know, I mean, like the, the air time it feels nice it's floater it, it was really it's, it feels nice and it's, it's a smooth ride and it runs really good at night and it's one of the few coasters that i prefer the front over the back it's just anytime i ride that thing i'm just thinking like pleasing like it's just nice to ride it's nothing insane it's just a fun ride that does a, that does a pretty good amount of stuff even with it being a short ride it still packs a punch especially for being a hype i love that a lot yeah i read candymonium last summer and the layout is what i was very impressed with how it just it comes over by the new front entrance of the park and it goes over by sky rush you have a really awesome view of sky rush and the comet and yeah i agree with you those slow time hills those are amazing that's one of my favorite things i love about any of the bnm hypers or gigas is the slow time so so aiden i have to ask since i'm nice i know i'm behind the scenes here but i have to ask this question because i've never written candemonium i know the two of you have but my most favorite hyper coaster 
that I like so far to date is Mako over at SeaWorld Orlando. Now, have you experienced Mako? I, I Yes, I have experienced Mako. Yeah. Okay. So now you could be able to do a comparison between the two. How did you compare the, the two hypers? They're both from BNM, which uh, I'm kind of curious to hear your thoughts on that. So I love both. Mako is like my number seven, I believe. It's a fun ride, but but like there were some rides on there where it's like it's fun, like like the the water setting is cool and all, but you know it's just like it feels repetitive, but at the same time it doesn't bother me a whole lot. It's it was just like you know like it has a good soundtrack, like it, like I I have the soundtrack on my iTunes like in my iTunes library. It's a fun ride. But with Candymonium, I just, I think it's just the layout that impresses me more. Like, it has a better layout. Mako's layout, it's just like an L shape. It's like, like you go up the hill, you go down, you make a left turn, and you just do hills up and back, and then that's it. Fun ride, though. Well, with Candymonium, like, like I said earlier, it's, it's a short ride, but it's a very impressive layout. And just like what Iva said, the turn, like, when it goes around the Kisses Fountain, is absolutely amazing. Every time I go through that park, I lock my eyes to the fountain. Like, it's just, you know, incredible. Like I said, both are fun rides, but I just think Candymonium just has the better layout, and it's just more fun. Yeah, I can, to me, it's opposite for me because I've never rode Mako, but you and David have, so I can't compare Mako to Candemonium yet. Not yet. I can't wait to ride it, though, when we go in October. It is a fun ride. Yeah, I love me. Yeah, that's the one, besides Velocicoaster, that's the other coaster I'm very much looking forward to riding, Mako. Velocicoaster, ever since it soft opened, like, last week, I have just been watching videos of that thing consistent. Like, I'm just thinking, like, oh my gosh, I want to get on that. I've just never seen a coaster like that. I don't think anybody has. Yeah, like, I've never seen, uh, I mean, like, the the Mosasaurus roll or whatever they call it, the inversion by the water, it just looked impressive, like. I can't wait to ride it whenever I can. I mean, hopefully it's this year. If not, then whenever I can, I'll get to ride. Well, you just told us that your favorite coaster is Candemonium. What is your least favorite coaster? Anytime I'm at a park and it has one of these, I will never ride it. And that is a wild mouse. I will never go on those again. I like I've been a Hershey park many times for the past 13 years. I don't think I've ridden a wild mouse since like 2012 or something. It, it's just like you know i just don't like like the dips are in they're just rough and they're bumpy turns are just it just doesn't feel nice it's like they they can be rough sometimes although the one at king's dominion i don't think it's terrible like called apples apples i don't think it's terrible but any other wild mouse coaster i've ridden i'm just like i'm never gonna do it again if, if, if all of a sudden i see a spinning wild mouse i'll just do it for the credit now i like some of the wild mouses my favorite one's the spinning dragons at worlds of fun that's my favorite one it's nice and smooth my least favorite wild mouse is pandemonium at any of the six flags parks that have it, it, it i just know it's, it's just real jerky any of the pandemoniums I wrote, they're just all jerky and they're rough. So I try to stay away from the Six Flags ones. But I mm-hmm. love Spitting Dragons, though. And I don't like the Wild Mouse at Hershey. That one is the roughest one of all the Wild Mouses I've it's, that don't it's just, spin. It's one I'm never going to get on. I don't think I'll ever get on it. I don't care if they get rid of it. I wouldn't shed it. I'll never get my first Wild Mouse coaster. Every park's got one. 
including Disney. <laughs> I'll never forget the first time when Disney's California Adventure opened. There used to be a McDonald's in the back corner of the park. And we would go and they actually had inside the park and we were having lunch and there's this little coaster and everybody's just screaming their heads off on it and everything. And my friends and I are like, why are they screaming on this little, looks like kitty type coaster, right? So we decided to get on it. It was called Mahalan Madness which today is now called Goofy Sky School because they re-themed it. I remember getting on there for the first time. And when you go through those U's at the top, the way how it would throw you to the far left and then throw you to the far right, my friend's reactions were priceless on that. But some of the dips were pretty steep um, on those rides, which got me a few times. But I would say Goofy Sky School was a pretty smooth ride. It's just those that that beginning part where you have to make those sharp turns on the U's. That's always been, I can see, like like Coast Rider over at Knott's Berry Farm, it's another wild mouse. It's got the similar layout, but it's different because when you get up to the top, you're not doing the U's right away. You're doing this major drop in the beginning before you do the U's. So yeah, and, and also the one thing is like the shin guards on those trains. Apple Zapple over at King's Dominion, the shin guards really, really made my legs sore at the end of that ride. And uh, that was a very unique wild mouse coaster. Just thought I'd throw it's my also, little. It's also that too. Like before I got on my first wild mouse, I looked at it, it, it was Hershey's. And I was like, hmm, you know, it, it looks like it does just nice and simple turns. It looks fun. I might as well just do it. Maybe you get a good view up there at the park. But then, but then once we did those crazy U-turns where you, you bend, you not bend, like you lean towards the right or left all the time on those turns, I was just like, I, I don't like it. I mean, I was just like, please, like when this thing is done, I'm going to go ride something else. Yeah, the one thing about being a mom is our youngest, when we first went to King's Dominion, she wasn't tall enough to ride some of the larger coasters. But she could ride Avalanche and Apple's Apple. And I was lucky enough to ride Apple's Apple with her five times in a row. And that was very rough on my shins and my stomach because of the twists and turns. And Avalanche, I love Avalanche, but after we rode it seven times in a row. And after a while, Avalanche gets a little rickety because of the, the track and stuff, too. Oh, I mean, I'm used to it because my sister loves Avalanche. I mean, I think one time I had to ride it with her like 20 times. I think after like the 11th ride, I was, oh, we had, we still, I mean, you really want I was like, I don't think I can do this anymore. And then she was like, no, we're, we're going to, we're going to do this until the park closes. And I was like, all right, you know what? Okay. We'll, we'll do this thing. We'll do this thing up until the park closes. And I remember when I got home that night, the, the, the next morning, my, I was like completely sore, like in the morning. I was just like, this had to be from Avalanche, didn't it? Like, it's, it's a fun ride. I like Avalanche. But of course, you know, it's just a ride that I just don't do that much now because like like when my sister's not with me, it's usually a ride I don't do that much because just like, you know, there's I-305, Twist Timbers. I'd rather ride those two. So yeah, I mean, Avalanche is fun, but I just don't really care about it that much. I know that the projective space that the Ford, your, the 4D spinner at Kings Dominion is going to go is where the old crypt ride is. What do you think is going to replace the volcano area? I would like to see like a GCI, like a GCI Woody or a Gravity Group, some sort of either a wooden coaster or a Gerstlauer dive coaster. Because, I mean, like, yes, Bush Gardens, Winsburg, they have a GCI, they have Invader, but it's more of a family coaster. I think if Kingsman got like a nice thrill wooden coaster, I think it would fit very well. The, like the, the new, like 
out of all the wooden coasts that are at the park, Grizzly's like the newest one. And that was built in like the 80s. So there was Hurdler that opened like the 90s. And then they took that out, put in Twisted Timbers. So, you know, Kingsman hasn't gotten like a good wooden coaster in a really long time. So I would love to see that park get like a GCI Woody or a Gravity Group, any type of wooden coaster. And a Gerflower Dive coaster like Hang Time and Not Very Farm, I think would fit very well. There's nothing really like that on the East Coast. So I think that would fit very well. And if it had to, if it had to be a B&M, like if they wanted to replace it with a B&M, I would like to see a wing or a flyer because like I said earlier, wing and flyers, they're not really like around here. The closest flyer is like is Superman Ultimate Flight at Six Flags Gear Adventure, which is like maybe five hours away from King's Dominion. And the closest wing coaster is Wild Eagle at Dollywood, which I, th- I think is like four or five hours away from King's Dominion. So that that's like my three choices. I mean, m- maybe I'd like to see a Mac a Mac multi-launch like Copperhead, but I don't know if that's likely. I would I think I would like to see more of a GCI Woody or a Gravity Group or a Gerstlauer Dive. You could always do something too when you're talking about a mock ride, maybe like a time traveler. Time traveler would be a good fit too because you don't really have anything like that in Virginia or around that area. Yeah, it would be nice to get something like that. Although I would feel like it would fit more at Dollywood, but I'm sure if Kingsman got something like that, it would do pretty well. I miss Volcano. I got a chance to ride it a few times and I miss it. It was a good coaster. Yeah, it was my first ever big coaster and... I only got two rides on it because it just got crazy long lines. And I was pretty sad when they announced they were going to get rid of it. Every time I went to the park that year, they, they were removing it. It was like every week, like you would just see more of the ride get dismantled. It was pretty sad. But at the same time, I was like, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure something good will go in that spot. It's just going to be a while, but I can wait it out. Well, again, as you know, the motto for Coaster Challenge is facing your fears. And you obviously did that when you got on King Ka, when you got on Millennium Force. So what advice can you give our listeners about facing their fears? So for a roller coaster, especially a roller coaster, if you're, if you're nervous, don't chicken out. Like, just do it. To me, I don't care how nervous you are. If I saw someone that's like insanely nervous to get on some coaster, I don't care how they are. I'm, 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 I'm trying. I'm gonna try whatever I can to put them on. You know, whenever you're nervous, just go for it. Because if, because if you chicken out, it's gonna make you more nervous for coaster. Like if you chicken out on something like Millennium Four, and then I throw five, and then top those drags or something. That next coaster, you're gonna be more worried about it than you were those past three coasters you chickened out. On. So. The sooner you get it done, the sooner it's over, of course, and the sooner, and you could probably like it more because, I mean, I mean, that's what I did and I think it worked great. I, I never really chickened out of coasters because I knew that if I chicken out, I'm, I'm just going to be more scared for my life, during my life. Of, of these. I know you had said before that riding coasters impacted your life with, you know, going, you know, through other life changes. Would you agree to that? Yeah. And then, and then, of course, another thing that, uh, that I've also liked to about it is I'm, I, I'm much better at social skills than I've ever been. You know, ever since I, you know, joined Instagram, you know, I was just like, I'm, I'm just going to make a coaster account and just see what happens. I mean, and then, but then as it got on, I just started talking to all these people. And I was really surprised that there were, I was like, I didn't think there'd be people out there that are into this type of stuff as well. So, and I remember like ever since then, I've talked to so many people. I've, I've, and I've even met so many nice people at the park and it's just like, it's nice because it's just like, if this was me in like 2015 or 2016, I'd probably just be really shocked. I probably wouldn't have ever said hi to anyone or, and maybe just didn't know what to say, but 
if you can find people that have the same hobbies and interests as you, you're going to have an amazing time. As long as you talk about the stuff you like and you both like, you're good. And I've done that so many times. And because of that, I've also learned more about coasters, like like the manufacturers and all, especially also with the parks, like how, how they run, how they make their money and all. And I've even gotten into new hobbies because because many coaster dudes out there are in they're some of the most of them are not just into coasters. Most are into other hobbies. Like for example, like now. There's this one coaster dude that's so into NASCAR, which is a racing sport. I used to be in that like when I was like six, but then, but then I just stopped watching it. But then this one dude was just like, hey, we're, it's, it's 2020. You should probably watch it more. Maybe you'd like it again. So then I watched some races and I loved, you know, and, and then ever since then, ever since 2020, I was just in NASCAR ever since. Like, I, I love it more than I used to like 10 years ago. But I mean, but like, I, I'm still not like, it doesn't mean like I am losing interest in other sports. Like, no, I, I'm still into baseball, football, hockey, but like getting into a new sport from an enthusiast was kind of nice because it was just like, hey, I'm sure I could learn more things here. Make those connections with people. Make those connections out there. And it's also this too. I've never had this, but I but I know someone that has. If you make more of these connections, you can get like hurt or benefit. Maybe someone out there could give you free admission to a park you never thought you could go back for example i was at king's dominion one time and one enthusiast came up to me and he was like hey i see you're an enthusiast here how about you take this skip the line path and i was like oh my gosh thank you so much that's really nice and it's because because we we, we were both enthusiasts so and then and then we ended up talking for most of the time if you make more of these connections not only will you maybe find more hobbies but you will also find perks in life that are that will be really awesome yeah well said Aiden I love meeting new people when I go to the different parks and that's how I met David was at Kentucky Kingdom for the first time and Tim and I have become really good friends and because of him I've in his connections I've met other people like Andrew and the other Coaster Challenge correspondents I've met you for the first time and a lot of our other guests that I've interviewed too so yeah I totally agree with you it's definitely who you know and where you are because you just never know who that person knows or that, you know, or somebody else that they can help you with, you know, later on in life. And I would, I'd love working with people like David and Andrew and the rest of our team. And I look forward to working with Coaster Viking and any of my other friends that are coaster enthusiasts. So I de- I agree with you, definitely. And making connections, that's all that matters. If you're on Instagram, it don't, it, it don't matter how many likes you get on your post. It don't matter how many followers you, you have. Because in reality, they're just numbers, you know? you know, as long as you make connections with people, no, no matter how many followers you have, you'll still get the same benefit. It's not like if you have 10,000 followers or like me, like I have a thousand followers, I'm going to get more, for, reach out to more people. If I was at 15 followers, I would still reach the same amount of people I'd be at today. It's just, you know, it's just a number. Don't stress out too much on how many likes you get. Don't be like upset if your post doesn't get that much like. Just post your post photo. Because because people just care about the photo because they want to see what you're up. They want to see what coasts you've written and they'll just want to talk to you about it. Like maybe like I made a post uh, earlier this past week, I think Fahrenheit and some some enthusiast at the end of and he was like, hey, can, can you tell me a little more about Fahrenheit? And then we talked a good amount. We, we talked a good amount about Fahrenheit. So yeah, don't stress out on followers. Like, because like I said earlier, they're just numbers. And you're doing what you love. That's all that matters. Do what you love. That's it. Do what you love. 
Well, you've already talked about how Coaster Viking is on Instagram. Where can our listeners find you, Aiden? So, yeah, you, you can find me uh, on Instagram, Coaster Viking 305. I have Facebook, um, Aiden Reingen. Uh, you can find me on Discord, Coaster Viking 305. David, do you have anything you'd like to ask Aiden before we sign off? Well said, Aiden. You did a really good job. I'm very proud of you, my friend. And um, it was really honored to hang out with you when I went to King's Dominion for the first time back in 2019. I'm glad you were there with me when I rode I-305 for the first time. So that was... Uh, and I enjoyed all the enthusiasts that were down at King's Dominion that night because a lot of us did a night ride on I-305. And that's one of my favorite night ride uh, moments is I-305, along with the beasts over at Kings Island. And I'm looking forward to the voyage over at Holiday Hollywood Nights. I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be going to Hollywood Nights, Aiden? I would love to. I'm not going this year, but I hope to go within the next few years. I'm, I've been hearing it for years that it's like the best coaster enthusiast event of all times. And uh, you got to make it a, a, on your top of your bucket list. Make sure to achieve. It's up there. And also <laughs> so. what you said earlier, is also something I also love to do. Taking people on coasters that I've been on many times, take having them go on with me for their for their first time. Like I was on David's first time I feel five, and I remember seeing like his reaction. And and that's my favorite part. It's just seeing reactions from other people when I take them on a ride that I've been on many times, and it's their first ride. I love it. They're always blown away, and and we and they love it. See, I'm somebody who likes the intense coasters. I still call I-305, I'll still call it to this day, I call it Maverick's Big Brother because it reminds me of a bigger version of Maverick. And I thought that was going to be the first coaster to gray me out, but it turned out to be Goliath over at Six Flags Over Georgia. The Helix grayed me out and I was in the front row and I was like, wow, that was my first time ever experiencing a gray out. I was like, wow, what the heck is this? Now, I I really, I think what, what you said in this interview, Aiden, is really awesome. Um, I think what's, I think Iva can agree with me that almost every guest we've had on this podcast so far has had a very unique way of how they handle fear. And I hope that anybody who's listening to your interview, listening to this episode, I hope they learned something greatly from your advice. Again, Aaron, we'd like to thank you again for coming onto the podcast. And I look forward to, like I said, I'm going to be at your way fourth of july weekend so i will definitely be getting a hold of you and we can hang out at one of the parks i'm going to be at yeah sure let's hope pantheon's open by then crossing my fingers i hope so too but yeah thanks for having me on here it was fun really enjoyed it thank you iva thank you aiden that was a really good story jenna yeah i i mean he covers a lot of stuff about his life which is really awesome yeah it's amazing how roller coasters theme parks just any ride attractions what it does for people yeah it does amazing things i strongly i strongly believe that like what what andrew has said in previous episodes that theme parks is not just about having fun having a good time it's very therapeutic yep it's very it's very good strength training for the mind it really helps people be able to get the relief they need the the releasing that stress and screams anxiety and all that stuff and it's just when they leave the parks for the day they feel 10 times better oh yeah aiden is a testament of from his story and it's uh, really amazing really enjoyed it i hope all of you out there really enjoyed this episode so we've got a very very exciting episode next week don't forget to hit that subscribe button 
make sure to give us a thumbs up or give us a five star on this episode. Uh, Justin, how would our listeners be able to find us on social media? If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And if you want to see more from us, we upload every Friday. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all at Coaster Challenge. Links in the description. Thank you, Justin. Yes, guys, make sure to send us some feedback. Send us some comments on our episodes here. We'd love to hear about you. Any ideas you guys out there, make sure to follow us on our social media platforms. And we've got a very exciting episode next week. We have new episodes that come out every Friday. Make sure to share this podcast with your friends and family. But until then, this is David Cantu. Jenna Gazelle. And we'll see you all next week right here on Coaster Challenge.